0: Welcome to the SpiritGuys.co.uk network radio. This week's show is a journey into consciousness, working through the wonderful trance mediumship of Mick and Sylvie Avery, with wisdom brought through by Spirit Guy Gregory Hay. To find out more about their work, you can visit www.spirit-teaching.com. Okay, I would like to dedicate these sessions to questions and answers related to metaphysical subjects and how they fit into the current world events, also having a clear understanding of the awakening that the world is seemingly going through at this time, and the true nature of our reality and our place within it, plus all methods by which consciousness or the one expresses itself through either physical matter or energy. I wish the sessions to be as open as possible and for no limits to be placed on the information asked or received. I feel that humanity has boxed itself in for too long. We had sadly cut ourselves off from the bigger picture. However, that looks all set to change. Creation is so much more than people realise, that in my opinion, even our science fiction writers don't even come close to expressing. I believe the possibilities are simply endless and magical beyond description. I hope these sessions will help open people's minds and allow them to make a quantum leap spiritually. What seemed crazy a century ago is now taken for granted, so I ask our listeners to keep an open mind. Thank you very much. Gregory, are you with us? Well, hello, my dear Ben.
1: With love and light, blessings (laughs) be upon your journey,
0: dear Ben. Blessings to you, Gregory. It's wonderful to have you on board. Thank you ever so much for being a part of these shows. I really do hope that we can um, help bring some great information and knowledge forward.
1: You are most welcome, dear friend, and the many thousands of individuals who are here at this time from the White Cloud Group and the Spirit World.
0: I uh, thank you very much. Um, first question. Before we start delving into the mysteries of the universe, I would like to um, like you to give our listeners a brief bio of who you are and the levels of consciousness you aim to connect with in order to achieve the answers to my questions.
1: Well, my dear friends, I am Gregory Hay. I was born in 1705 near to the village of Swatham at a place called West House in the county of Norfolk. I was the son of a poor peasant farmer and I lived until 1723 when I was run over by a coach and four horses. I had a simple, meager life, although you would not feel that now. I, in fact, uh, spoke in a very uh, strange dialect at the time of my physical life and much of my condition was really in a sense of, uh, I suppose you could say, making survival count. My mother passed when I was just three and a half years of age and the whole situation for my father John Hay was a perilous one. We continued uh, to support one another throughout our existence and at the point of my passing In 1723, I remember quite clearly that it was a a very dark night and it was raining and I was run over by a coach of four horses and decapitated. Since my passing in 1723, I have not had a great deal to do with the spirit world, naturally, because I lived there. But actually, it's a point of fact because I was asked, to be a spokesperson for this particular group. And this group, the White Cloud group, were actually brought together by uh, White Cloud, who is a shining one, of the group, and I will explain a little more about this situation in a little while, if you wish. Uh, This whole situation was brought together and, in fact, at the instance of my journey to the halls of learning after my passing this was actually brought about by my mother who uh, helped me to journey to the halls of learning and what transpired then was that I was greeted by many different beings of different species, not necessarily anything to do with the earth or tied to the earth but species from all over the universe and the whole situation was that these species were all brought together with their own information, their own uh, observations of life, if you like, of the lives that they led, and also of course of pure beautiful spirit, just as you were before you had a physical life. And each and every one who joins with us here, and it's not the same people all of the time, the whole situation changes And different people come, depending upon what subject matters they are, that we need to talk about. I, myself, of course, gained some uh, elements of wisdom during my time in the spirit world, in the halls of learning, as everyone does. No one is left out here. But, of course, it always comes to the, I suppose, you could say the amount of vibration at which you have aligned to during your physical life. Now, I myself was a fairly loving person, I suppose. I had a uh, a very good, some very good relationships with many people in my physical life. So that meant that uh, the energy of love that I had generated and my uh, cause, if you like, Of how I uh, conducted myself in my physical life meant that I actually had access to a great many areas within the halls of learning. As any of you will also have similar accesses depending upon the vibration index at which you adhere to during your physical life. The love that you create within your being is so important, centrally important for this makeup the matrix if you like of the the whole entirety of your conscious physical efforts as also your spiritual efforts too
0: yes that leads me on to another question there Gregory is um, obviously um, a lot of um, understanding on on the earth plane with regards to the spirit world um, some people um, will limit themselves to um, having a very human kind of interpretation of the the spirit world and may not want to open up to possibilities that you can have other civilizations or other species from other cosmoses, universes, that kind of thing in the spirit world. And so therefore, it's in my understanding that um, it's almost like when people first pass over, they will only see or experience exactly what they believe their spirit world to be. So you almost have to expand your mind a bit further to perhaps experience what you've experienced. Is that, is that true to say, would you say? That is
1: absolutely so, my dear friend. After all, now, for example, I was brought up Roman Catholic of that kind of faith, even though at that time it was still uh, quite frowned upon, thanks to Henry VIII and the ensuing years of his uh, debacle of, of uh, the whole religious attitude. Uh, Similarly then, dear friend, you have many different people, as many different uh, religions as there are upon the physical life of the earth. You have all of these people decompartmentalized within the spirit world, calling their little acre God's realm. Whereas, uh, and in actual fact, still for many, uh, citing hell for anyone who doesn't follow them. That is much the same, of course, the kind of behavior as they illuminated to in their physical life. And sadly, for some people, they do not overcome that. I'm not saying that they never do. I'm saying that it's a matter of their choice. So, for many people, they feel very comfortable in that coat they have worn in physical life, and they are perfectly happy to just stick with it. That's exactly the same as people's behavior, spirit behavior isn't anything to do with it. You have to understand as a physical being that when you are talking about spirit you aren't talking about yourself in a sense. And I will try to quantify that a minute. I'm saying quite simply that it's your consciousness when you pass that in a sense illuminates your spirit or not. So your spirit remains beautiful and pure and is always in the ether world. Never ever does it come to the physical side of life? But in actual fact, so you have all of these people, beings in the spirit world, who have this mixture of consciousness with which they have coated their pure, beautiful spirit. And if that level of consciousness is uh, abducted, is particularly low, or if it is fractionated because of that person's thoughts, their conscious mind, is what has Traveled with them to the spirit world and is coating their spirit. So their pure beautiful spirit is still saddled with this conscious effort of that the person has already learnt during their physical life and for some people they simply cannot break it.
0: It's almost like a beautiful light with a mucky, dirty filter over the top. Yes, yes, quite so. Yes, or so looking through a, uh, a
1: glass which is dirty on the other side
0: yes yes um i mean listening to the uh, the times that you lived in um or, or the time when there was obviously oppression with henry the eighth that kind of stuff um within the the drama of life and i kind of look at life like a drama really um it seems that we're not that different in a way there seems to be um it seems that as we come into into physical life there seems to be so many things in life that try that try to keep us um asleep if i can use that word i don't mean it in a derogatory kind of way but it's almost like it's a game and it takes a lot of effort to actually keep your head above the parapet and see the the see reality for what it truly is and it's, it's very very difficult um i mean do you feel now that we are entering into a time where perhaps um, the, it's gonna, the scales are going to tip almost, where more and more people are able to see reality for what it truly is. I understand what
1: you're saying, dear friend. For some people who are lucky enough to be in certain countries, that may certainly be true. I look upon the world as it's in its entirety, and I can see quite clearly that there are still many, many hurdles to traverse as human understanding grows. And this is in most part because there are still people, of course, who maintain their little wills and do not want to see the larger picture purely and simply because they've been told it's too dangerous. Uh, The whole situation I was referring to, incidentally, is not that... uh, Obviously, that in a sense, it's a throwback from the times of Henry VIII in that oppression still reigned, even at the beginning of the 18th century, as it still does for you in some countries like Iran, Iraq, most certainly not necessarily now quite so much. Afghanistan, Kurdistan, uh, Georgia, many other places which have oppressive regimes or other similarities which are uh, concocting their own anvil of life and therefore diminishing the power of children, of women, of uh, many stratas of society. Take India, for example. A, uh, a potentially beautifully spiritual face. And yet it is full of the whole caste system which uh, demonizes and creates derogatory states of mind for other people, certain people of certain caste, simply because they're not allowed to intermarry and love does not count. So these different situations you are faced with and in All of the ages that we have observed from the spirit world, we have observed many, many different races who come together and others who try their very best to maintain power over all. And that is the problem that, in a sense, you are seeing already is beginning to break down and is, in a sense, beginning to uh, burst under its own weight. Because that kind of level of imp- of oppression and command if you like, if you will, is something that you are all beginning to see in your own pre- pleasant country and that of the Americas and various other parts of the world where you've been given these disastrous states of affairs of financial insecurity. All of this is to let you try to see that of what it really truly is, an edifice, something that is pointless and fruitless and does not actually contain the will of humanity that means it's not for their well-being it's not for your well-being it's for the well-being of just a few I'm not being anarchistic here I'm just merely stating facts
0: yes I understand that there's also there's obviously a lot of fear um, around the world at the moment in due to the uh, the financial uh, collapse or cleansing uh, depending on your perspective really Um, I do feel in my own heart that it is a good thing. But obviously, it, it will be painful for people, um, but it's almost like I can't help thinking that we have to go through it to to get to something better. I, I don't yes. know. Um, how how else are you going to become clean? Mm, that's right, and it's almost like um, it's been built on something that's not moral anyway, and um, it's got true. Yes. And I, I do believe a lot. A lot of people now are seeing that for what it is. Um, obviously, it's going to take. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take um, before people see it everywhere. Um, I guess the question I'm trying to lead to at the moment is that there's a, many schools of thought on a process called the awakening, ascension, a great shift, um, the, the milestone around what the Mayans um, with the, you know. A, a, put down as the um 2012 long count calendar and obviously different things whether it's going to be a fast process a slow process um it's easy to see looking at from a rational mindset that it, it could be a slow process and that we are actually seeing the fruits of it happening now, more and more people are seeking spiritual knowledge there's more and more people um, visiting spiritual churches, more and more people open up, there's more people that seem to be tuning into their own spirituality or psychic gifts, there seems to be more children being born with um, gifts that perhaps people didn't have a a long time ago, so you can kind of see on a physical level that there is this awakening happening Um, it would be lovely to hear it from another perspective from yourself how you see um, that, that drama being played out
1: yes my dear friends I see this at this present time that people are still how can I say this hung up upon the, the idea that uh, a form of ascension has to come from someone else the problem that humanity faces at this present time, is of little regard of who they really are, and lack of knowledge of who they really are. That doesn't mean to say, the event that I am playing at being a guru. No such thing exists, except for those who cite that they are, in which case they must not be, because if you were, you wouldn't have to say it, would you? So my point then is that In humanity's search for self and in spiritualization you have to look then, it appears, to a certain date in order to feel that you are climbing a ladder to somewhere. My point here is that the date is tomorrow. So now what are you going to do? You've taken yourself out of the now, haven't you? Exactly. That is my point, friend. So all that those people who cite a date of 2012 are presently doing is putting off the inevitable. They are putting off their stride into now. They are putting off awakening now. Oh, that's all right. I'll do it in 2012. That's what I'm waiting for. All of this beautiful energy. Why aren't you creating the energy now? And then surely you would be enlightened tomorrow if you desire it truly you would it is purely and simply because human beings wait or think that they have to have some kind of master in order to do that you don't because you are your own master it's just that you haven't woken up yet to the fact
0: Mm. it's almost like um, if, if every single soul or every every human being on the planet was to work on themselves be present in the now um, yes. express g- gratitude acceptance forgiveness absolutely. we would ascend like that immediately absolutely now. yeah yes. but do you think the the 2012 milestone is almost like consciousness for something to, to come into our reality you need something like a seed dropped into consciousness so that people then start believing in a process so it's like a reflection of something that's, that needs to happen, but then people need to grasp it and then start working on themselves. So it, my question is, is it kind of a reflection in physical reality of what's out there in the consciousness? Does, does that make sense? Yes,
1: I do understand what you're saying, friend. My, my problem with this whole parameter, this whole thesis, if you like, is in uh, this whole strata of why it is that If people do not have the information about themselves, how are they really going to find it? Are they going to be able to do this by sitting and meditating in a true pure way, that is without a a candle or without music or without a guided meditation, but actually do so on their own wit? This is truly the pathway that people must follow it's called Sesi. But if they do not do that, if they want to gather themselves to some other purpose and wait, that is logical too. If that is their way of it, if that is what they feel, that they have to gather their power gradually and very slowly. Many people are in consternation over this because of certain energies to do with the planet. Yes, I admit. at this present time, there are many situations of energy which are traversing around the planet at a great rate and with alarming regularity, which continues to travel and carry extreme negative energy. These come from the minds of humanity who are in desperation, the minds of humanity who are uh, uh, struggling with whatever it is of their life. So, naturally, those who are seeking wisdom and purity and spirituality of themselves are trying to look to something else in order to focus upon that and fix upon that. I understand completely why that would be. However there are those who would then polish it up with uh, the Council of Twelve or whatever it is uh, some kind of illuminous uh, race of civilization who is supposed to come and whisk them away in some uh, beautiful and glowing space vehicle but my point here is that in a sense it's not doing yourself justice purely and simply because there is a planet around you upon which you sit that needs to be fixed and if you do not fix it very soon you will not live there will not be humanity upon the planet That is actually how dire it is. Instead of sending armies to some war-torn country, you should be sending armies to the Amazon rainforest. You should be sending armies to Borneo, to all of
0: the other rainforests throughout the entire planet to save them. So this is the kind of drama that we find ourselves in isn 't it because there obviously there are humans here that are walking the negative path or polarity, and there 's probably mm-hmm. there 's probably a fewer amount of those p- um, people here, but they are adamant on creating this whole fear based uh, structure and and trying to keep the old paradigm going, trying to kind of feed the old negative machine and keep it going and it 's almost like they Um, hell-bent on creating the destruction but then there's other people that are waking up and thinking look we need to do something about it we need to work spiritually um and some people would go as far to say that perhaps we are um conquering the dark the darkness now yes would you go along with that absolutely so my dear friend the point is education will win
1: And that is why education is so sorely needed. That is why there are certain countries who, through fear, do not want to educate their children or their women or whosoever, because they want to go back to the dark ages, to medieval times. And that is quite obvious why, because that collection of people want to retain their own power. So everyone has to ask themselves whether they are spiritual or not, it doesn't actually matter. That is not the issue. The issue here is whether you accept the reality in which you find yourself and have the courage and power that you wish to change it. That is the real question. It's not how spiritual you are, but how much, how far you are willing to move yourself in Sometimes in conflict with others, sometimes in tandem with many, many conscious minds, purely and simply because you have the courage to speak up and say, yes, I am one of those. I am counted and I say that this is wrong. That is what you have to do. Every single one of you have to wake up and do that.
0: So do you see the process as um, we have to physically take action as well because there's, there seems to be a lot of um, philosophy um, around at the moment that suggests that you, all you need to do is literally send light and just think positive thoughts. So, it, so I, was, I was kind of under the impression that if a lot of people um, changed their mindset, they changed their thinking, purified who they are completely and worked with a loving heart, in some way it would exponentially go out and more and more people would feel that and it's almost like a grid of light would go around and help more people to lift themselves out of the darkness or do we also need to ensure that we do speak up as well as individuals Yes my
1: dear friend I may cite if I may one of the girls in fact the first girl that was shot uh, of the Amish people, the Amish children and she said I fear not shoot me first. And the reason that she did that was purely and simply because she had the courage to. Because she wanted to try to save the others. That is direct action. No amount of light to a blind person will make a bit of difference. Because a blind person does not see light. So what are you going to do with all of those people, when you say you are going to send light around the world, what are you really doing? If you are imagining then, that you are growing the love within a self, from the well within a self, from the spirit within the self, and you are directing it to the universe, maybe not to the universe, maybe to your own world, maybe to the goodness of certain people who are in seats of power, for them to change their right minds, what i'm saying is for all of the love that exists for all of the love that existed in that girl who was 13 years of age and all of the love that existed within, within her to say to say to the person the man who was about to shoot her that she did not fear him that she loved him took enormous courage but no amount of love that she directed at that person was going to stop the activity physically because people who are in negativity who are in that strata of energy do not feel it they are just going to do what they're going to do anyway so part of what I'm saying to you is that in a sense it's a whimsical thought that you gather all all of the light and send it out to the universe in order to change things. What you really need to do is to have the power to stand up and say, yes, I am, and I am being counted. I can make this change, and I will live it. And so, therefore, you are creating action, you are creating activity so that other people will gain courage from those words from those deeds that you create
0: yes i mean just just leading from that as well um, and this this kind of goes a little, little bit deeper into your metaphysics and is about uh, our potential futures basically um yes. so uh, for, for an example um, i understand it may be wrong i don't know but every person has got a potential um to do good or bad or to do indifferent basically and so therefore if we're in a reality right now and say like 10 percent of the people are working on their good potential if more and more people start switching to their good potential they're going to create actions that lead to meeting other people who are then going to Move into their good potential and so it kind of branches out that way and all of a that sudden quite true. so reality starts to switch into more everybody following the good potential yes so that's how it works right <laughs> absolutely because yeah. the positive energy
1: is something which is vibrant is it not you walk into a room who is uh, and and perhaps there is one person or Two people who are actually really vibrant and they are having this beautiful conversation. And in actual fact, it gets louder and louder because they are so excited with one another's progress. And that's part of it. You should not be denigrating someone else's progress. You should be praising it, even though it is one step. And what does it matter if it was only one step and someone else next to them made ten steps? In a little while, that person who made 10 steps may actually have missed the point. I'm not casting my opinion upon them. I'm just stating a fact, because that's to do with the fickle mind of conscious physical people. What happens when you collectively come together to make something happen, just in exactly the same way that people came together to Uh, want to free Mr. Nelson Mandela or to change the situation of the uh, Wall of Berlin or uh, any other situation of monumentous change. It took courage to do that. It took excitement and incitement to a certain extent. But it also took imagination and the belief that Grew into knowledge. Yes, I can do this.
0: How does how does the how does this tie into the uh, the, the f- philosophy around law of attraction, where they say that if you if you resist something or if you fight, you create resistance, and so you know, therefore, you do not, you, you know, you, you're not really going to get what you need. It's almost like you need to take the path of uh, I guess least resistance so you, you know if you have a strong belief about something and a passion it can come to you quicker than something that you've got resistance against I mean does that tie into this kind of philosophy as well? Not necessarily so <laughs> no, friend. unfortunately not because
1: what happens tends to happen in physical people's lives is that when people are trying to obtain one thing they are usually at the default end of power which is being emitted by someone else. Most people in the human physical psyche are actually under the power of someone else at some point in their day. So at some time, dear friend, you have to make a telephone call in order to fix something or in order to arrange something or because someone else wants you to do something of your time. That means that in actual fact, if you just sat there and did nothing, did not respond, then are you actually giving in to the law of attraction, did the children in the Amish party, did they give in purely and simply because they thought, oh, I know, I'll give in to the law of attraction and allow this to happen, and then it won't happen. Well, it did. So, in a sense, they didn't actually create it, although I understand many people on your side of life advocate of the advantage point that, oh yes, they actually had this agreement to be shot and killed at that age by by their parents and their, their parents had already agreed it And the whole situation was a scenario waiting to happen because the spirit world had deemed it so. Which in actual fact is a very sorry state of affairs to inflict upon anyone. So uh, what I'm saying is that people who pass through violence They don't want to pass through violence, maybe, maybe they create it themselves, maybe they don't. Situations of synchronicity, syncretic voices are what tend to happen when a person who is fitting an aeroplane and fits a bogus part upon the aeroplane creates a chain reaction of synchronicity which is detrimental to all of the people who are riding within the aeroplane. Simply what happens then is that person faces the karmic voyage of what they have created and will have to uh, be forgiven for that and will have to forgive themselves for it in the fullness of time.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, with what you said there, I mean, with the potentials of something like what happened to the Amish girl, um, was that something that was a quite a prominent Thing to happen in her life, or you know, can the sort of less prominent thing happen? I mean, we, we obviously understand that there's no coincidences, no okay? Nothing happens by accident, so oh, but it does, it, it does. So, there is potential oh, for oh, absolutely,
1: yes. Because if you are, uh, let's say, then you are uh, caught in Sichuan in one of the avalanches, is that an accident? Is it an act of nature? Did the earth mean it to happen? Did it have a conscious physical effect upon the earth? Was the earth actually waiting? Oh, I know, I'll, I'll, I'll make the earth shake at this time so that I can kill lots of people. It is a strange tale of events, but in actual fact the earth's energy and the earth's spirit is not that aware of human beings. Human beings think that the earth must be. But they're like ants to it. And the Earth's spirit energy is, in fact, completely different to anything that a human being may make manifest. Because it's a completely different organism and a completely different species, a part of spirit, part of God. So that means, to say, what you are dealing with is on a completely different level, an altered state of vibration. If you are a person then who was trapped within an earthquake or a mudslide or something like that, could you say if it's in the path of coincidence or it is an accident? Yes, I suppose so. In a sense, you could say, unfortunately, that person was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not a synchronicity pathway because otherwise you would say, well then, obviously, synchronicity works both ways. It works negatively or positively. Either the person was unhappy and wanted to die, in which case it was a positive outcome for them to have gone through that pathway of synchronicity and actually be submerged in the mudslide. Otherwise, you would say it was completely the opposite if it was a child that was eight years of age, just fresh out of school, or had was still in school and their school was submerged by the mud and 400 other children passed with them. How can you then bring about the true coincidence of what you feel and are led by into the pathway of synchronicity or even love from God, how does that marry into the whole uh, conflicting situation that human beings try to grapple with with their minds? It is quite simple, dear friends. Human beings put the rationale of this uh, super- uh, situation of uh, that it's superior intelligence creates everything I am saying to you if you look at a whale or a tortoise or an elephant or a swan a gorilla or a you will look at the same eye of God as you look into the mirror The point is in the reflection of species, the mutation of that species and how it is that life and death in the physical world is but the physical world is not part of the spirit world. What happens in the spirit world is the culmination of journeys past and how that spirit then is able to share its response in the consciousness journey, and how it is that the rest of that which is the manifestation of all life, creation, God understands, and is then creative upon that
0: purpose. Okay, that's a wonderful answer. Um, with the potentials, I mean, how much is actually known in the future? I mean, all is mm-hmm. all, I know obviously there's infinite potentials, um, but. Do obviously having a much broader perspective, um, and obviously the higher perspective you get, will become more the oneness, if you like. Is I mean, do you have a more broader view of the tracks ahead, or the pathway ahead, or the potentials that could happen? Um, and I guess the question I'm getting to is that the further something out um, in the future the harder it is for, to know what's going to happen. But obviously the nearer it becomes to us in what we perceive as time, the more perhaps galvanised that is. Well,
1: that is not strictly true, because if that were true, then most mediums would be identifying the correct numbers of the national lottery.
0: OK. So how, how do you see the future? I mean, obviously <laughs> in, in the eternal now, there seems to be you know, the concept that everything happens at the same time. So it's kind of like there is no time as such um, and the past still exists. So how much of the future is known or how much of potential future is perhaps known? Or is it right. complete? You do, we, we simply do not know it until it happens.
1: One moment. <laughs> we have to. That is many questions. Oh, all in one go. Uh, so to begin with, my dear Fred, we have to take upon us the issue of time. And what time is in the sequence of humanity is only relative to what you, how you exist and in relation to your Earth. Linear time is the product of one and one The law of proximity is what governs the product of one and one So linear time is something which is human state and physical state. It also exists in other worlds as well, I have to say, throughout your entire universe known to you. But it's not the same time. So if you were looking at, shall we say, a certain star system, and that star system you would suppose suppose then is governed by the same linear time that you are, it is totally incorrect. Because in actual fact, It would not be the same if you flew there, if you follow me, because if you actually made the journey to that particular place, what you would find would be that the way in which you understood that place and the way that you understood that place in relation to your own planet would be governed by one set of principles, governed by your own linear time, but it may not be that The intelligence of that planet's own governance of time or what their linear uh, state of control would be. So, the law of proximity is governed by where you are from and is only set within the approximate value of your own particular system. So, that doesn't mean to say that as you travel through the universe that if you were on a uh, some kind of of ship or whatever, that the sequence of time would gradually change. It wouldn't because it's relative to your own state of being. Therefore, I'm saying to you that when human beings try to have a product of time in the spirit world, the reason why it doesn't work is purely and simply because as spirit you manifest through the governance of time because the law of proximity simply doesn't exist within a different dimension. The law of proximity only exists within your own given time field, which is the reason why it is that when you yourself wish to, shall we say, you make a journey, my dear friend, Ian, and you go to the spirit world, you go to your soul group, and for certain events and parts of that pathway journey, what in fact happens to you is that it becomes elliptical, that you uh, suddenly miss bits of it and parts of it just fall away. It's almost as though you find yourself traveling through the universe and yet there are great big sequences that you jump from one thing to another. And you do that because of, the, of how the governance of linear time falls away. Because your spirit in purity is moving through the universe away from your linear time field and taking your consciousness to the spirit world which doesn't have a linear time field. That is why it is that when people say, oh, I have your father here, and he is uh, struggling with what he is trying to say. And the reason why he's struggling with what he's trying to say is because he's in a completely different time zone. And actually, what he is trying to relate to is back within his conscious cell memory in order to relay things of a conscious state that you would relate to. Otherwise, it's absolutely meaningless. So that's why many beings in the spirit world actually find it quite difficult and others in the physical reality find it quite difficult to jump into different time states. I will give you another example just briefly. You may have a house, a dwelling, which is haunted and we'll say that it's haunted by six different generations of the same family. They will not all speak to one another and, in fact, many of those generations will not even see one another. And they won't see one another because coming from a different time when and a different logistic of linear time means that their vibration will be completely different. So, people from my time field, for example, their vibration will be completely different to someone from the early medieval period or from the Stone Age. And part of this reason is why you very rarely see or meet with people from specific time fields. It's actually because it takes a great deal of energy to make an appearance in that way. And oftentimes from one particular family they won't necessarily relate to all of their ancestors all at once. Many native people had the same problem uh, when visiting their holy lands, when visiting their native burial places. Because in actual fact, yes, all of their ancestors are still there, just as they were. But they don't necessarily communicate with one another because they don't realize that they're in the same existence. Because their time field of when is uh, logged into a different category of a different
0: vibration. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, That leads me on to another question, actually, because we have um, uh, a physics expert here on the Earth plane called Michio Kaku. Um, He's theorised that time travel is actually possible, um, albeit that perhaps our mainstream scientists um, are not advanced enough to understand it properly. But he does um, theorise that if you are an advanced civilisation from many thousands of years in the future, he couldn't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to time travel so if, if that's the case could there be um, future humans or future civilizations time traveling back to now?
1: Well it is theoretically possible my dear friend and I do not object to it. I would suggest however that certain parts of the state of linear time are very very difficult to predict from a different vantage point that is part of the problem because it is held within one particular linear time doesn't mean to say that you can merely turn a dial to it and then land there it's actually uh, much more difficult than that because the organisms of different strata within different dimensions are actually always moving and evolving just as dimensions are always moving and evolving that means that there are no fixed parameters
0: So. Is it also true to say um, that there is multiple timelines for each of us? I mean, do we have... If if there's many potentials in the future um, for all of us, each individual person has an infinite number of choices or potentials, could they create different timelines based on different decisions? That depends upon whether it is
1: that you are a being who is fixated at being human, or whether you wish to return to your originality, which is pure spirit. If that is the latter is the case, then uh, many of the aggressive or uh, aberrant uh, thoughts and feelings that you that as a human being you may have, you would simply dilute and pass away. Because, in a sense, what you have to remember, friend, is that thought is a living thing. That is a primary cursor for all events and eventualities. So therefore I'm saying to you that if then you feel that you want to deliver yourself to a certain particular time when it may well be that that is something that you arrange yourself. It's not to say that when you are pure spirit that you would want to go on with that. I'm saying that many uh, hundreds of millions of beings who pass to our side of life once they've had their physical life and they come back here Uh, that's all they want to do. Or maybe they go to a different dimension, maybe their travel is to do with some other species completely and inherently differently qualified. And that that then becomes their goal and their purpose. Or perhaps their aspect of God wishes to illuminate that kind of pathway. It does not mean that it is lesser or greater, it's just different
0: because it's quite interesting through um, uh, hypnotherapy Um, there's um, a technique called progression and obviously quite commonly they use regression as well where they take people back to previous lifetimes and they're almost living that life exactly how it was, remembering everything, all the senses Um, but also um, some therapists have tried progression as well where they kind of take them into a potential future of what their future could be like if they carry on the same way they are at that present moment. And it's almost like they will give them therapy and then get them to come back in a few weeks' time and when they come back they try progression again and it's almost like they're they're shown a different, better future life, almost like the potential of the better pathway compared to the more destructive one. But I guess what I was trying to understand is that do both of these potential futures already exist in the eternal now or are they merely a dream if you like?
1: They're merely possibilities everyone has a myriad of possibilities do you not agree? Yes. And in point of fact my dear friend all the possibilities point to the fact that you could wake up in the morning and wish to slay someone God forbid that you would but I'm saying The potential is there for every single human being, and it is not uh, without the realms of possibility. However, morality codes and the situation sequence of DNA, perhaps some might cite that as being a factor. Others would say it's purely genetic, but the whole situation comes down to whether you are under or create the pressure for yourself to want to change. Do you really want to continue to live the life that you have now or is it that you wish to make it better? It is all very well saying that the incitement of some kind of progressive journey into a possible future is daunting or is relevant. All of it is a matter of free will and is a matter of the choice of that human being as to which direction they wish to
0: take. Okay. I just want to digress a little bit now um, to sort of go on to something different. Um, uh, This is quite um, uh, a very important question, I guess. Um, From your perspective, can you describe how the Creator came into manifestation? How you see the the infinite intelligence of the universe that makes up everything? Um, How do you you see that? I mean, are you able to describe such a thing?
1: Well, my dear friend, I look at you and I look at all beings that I ever meet and I am looking at the Creator. I look at a leaf on a tree or any aspect of the earth or any other planet and I am looking at the residue of the creation of all life. I am looking at how organism works or doesn't work, how it mutates, grows and forms, different and new species, how gases and clouds of chemical come together to make the manifestation of physical state and life. That life does not exist without that which you cite as God. Nor does any matter or gas. Because all is relevant, every part of it is a part of that infinite source of creation. Therefore, with human beings who have a big bang theory about the universe in which you are presently existing, that is merely one tiny speck of sand in regards to the manifestation of the entirety of that which is God. So you could say that the entire universe that you see at present is just one speck of sand. In another universe that is infinitely larger than your present one and has, in fact, no end. So when you ask of me or ask of anyone what is the energy of God or the creation of life, I have to say to you, look at anything that you see and all matter, all aspects of thought, theory and evolution are a part of that manifestation. What did God become before the universe in which you are currently present? It continued and has always existed. There was never a moment
0: when as far as anyone is aware,
1: that God was not.
0: So simply we're all in the mind of God, there is no outside.
1: There is no outside, There it is that all our pieces and particles of our uh, essences, elements, gases, liquids, whatever. These are all just mere manifestations of physical matter the actual pure spirit is the energy essence of what God is in truth not the physical manifestation of it but the purity of it so when you my dear little friend look at your pure beautiful spirit that is who you are looking at which is why which is why friend you do not need a guru you only need yourself
0: so this is i mean obviously a lot of people listening to this Um, feel extremely separate um, and and find it hard to to even think that they are actually the creator or they are God Um, and it's very hard for humans to put themselves in a much higher perspective to even think that they are um, you know, the creator as such. Yes, Um, but that is actually
1: my dear friend because of the fact that human beings think of in terms of their serfdom, in terms of of how lowly they are, how worthless they feel of themselves. I am saying that is the biggest mistake you are ever going to make, that you feel worthless or that you deride someone else, you make judgments upon someone else because of their clothes or the kind of hair that they have, or perhaps the persona that they create upon their walk of life. I am saying that every single being needs not fear anyone else, because you are all a part of the infinite whole. Therefore, it's not that it should deplete you or worry you or create fear within you. It should make you happy to feel that you are really so complete. And it's a matter for you to find that completeness. That is all that is required in the whole and entirety of your life. That is all that is required for you to become complete.
0: I mean I, I, I do attempt exercises myself on this actually where I I look at um consciousness as like a focus and I I think I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts is that you can either focus on the leaf or you can focus on the entire view of what you're seeing. And it's almost like when I see things that are negative happening around me, I try to put myself way above that and try and think of it from a much broader perspective. And it's really, I mean, it's kind of strange that you, you really feel the love and, and the oneness. Yes. Sort of the warmth and the glow, and you know, yes. almost momentarily you lose yourself and become blended almost. Yes, you know, of course. And, and that's, that's all it is, isn't it? Yes,
1: being in the state of bliss, friend, finding it and keeping it there, that's the secret. That is the little act that you have to do through your daily meditation, through your CC status, that you understand of yourself, not for the little will that you have, but for the beautiful being that you are.
0: The key is moving away from separation, isn't it, to try and really really start to believe that we are connected and that we are part of the one infinite intelligence.
1: Absolutely, because you are.
0: Yes. And there's no limitation. It's almost like no. we can be limited in physical life and it's easy for people to be limited in that way. But it's also, we, don't, we shouldn't also limit ourselves in spirit also.
1: That is true. So
0: yes. from your perspective, you can, I mean, how, how do, you, do you feel that you can be, how, how expanded do you feel you can go? Or do you feel you can be completely and utterly one with all that is? Well, my dear friend,
1: Sometimes I have to decompartmentalize myself, I have to illuminate myself so that I can be in different places at the same time. So that there is not an every when or a never when in my vocabulary or in my self-structure, if you like, of consciousness. Not self-structure in the terms of physical state, but in consciousness state. So that I can be in many different places at one point. of of necessity, as deemed by others who require my attention. That means to say then, I do not feel uh, fractionated, I do not feel torn apart by any of that. I feel loved because other people want to try something, want to gain something from our communication together. However, that makes itself manifest. I'm not saying that at this moment in time I'm necessarily drawn away to do something else. Many people in the spirit world are actually able to do that, to be able to uh, fractionate themselves into different authorities, into different ways of acting and being at one with each of those particularly within healing, within helping others, within bringing the consciousness to light, by bringing the consciousness into awareness of so many other people. People, for example, who are uh, torn asunder by some activity in physical life. I'm not just talking about people either. I'm talking about animals too. All of those creatures that pass because they become food for something else, all of those situations have to be remedied and dealt with and made well.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Just one more question. before we we wrap the show up and it it sort of leads on from what you're saying now I'm I'm very conscious of using labels you know us humans love to use labels and perhaps they're not always correct because I think a label is something that defines separation and boundaries really yeah Um, correct so I was just trying to obviously we have um, labels that kind of tie into what you're saying around what we class as the higher self or even another concept of an oversoul where perhaps you have a soul that's almost like um a diamond with many facets and each of those facets Mm -hmm. can also experience um across different dimensions and uh, space or different realities if you like but it's almost like the heart the oversoul is the it's the, 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 the 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 i suppose the energy that brings it all together all the experiences i mean is that something that you're describing or am i doing a poor job of that
1: Oh, my dear friend, do not belittle yourself. Uh, My point here really is that what you are describing is in fact the essence of the soul group. That means there may be many thousands of different beings who are a part of that soul group, that soul intention, which is the authority or direction of the core essence of being that you are, and that all beings are within that particular soul group. So it's a soul energy. But the point is that human beings have illuminated wrongly what they feel soul is. Soul is, in fact, in the physical journey, becomes just purely a partition of emotion and is the creation of emotion in one lifetime. Therefore, the soul which illuminates or is carried then by the constructive uh, prisms of what you create as a physical being then illuminates the actual pathway you can make once you are in the spirit world. So that all that you are, all that you create within your one single life journey is, becomes manifest the actual, if you like, the actual taxi of the spirit. And then enables you to visit certain places or parameters of which your vibration index allows that is the sum total of your emotional level what you've created, love you've created breath of life you've created wellness within others, awareness within others, within yourself all of these facets are manifestations of the given purity of which you are a part it's just that for human level and human thinking they have to because of the laws of proximity prevaricate over one and one, that is the place where you are at point A relative to point B, which always has to be diametrically either opposing or in neutral or working in parallel to you. You can either see it but you cannot touch it or sense it or smell it. You can feel it, yes, because it's a different sense and yet human beings find it so difficult to feel more than one sensation at any one time from the emotion which comes from your soul you have created in physical life this is actually because of the difficulty human beings have over the parameters of one and one and the law of proximity as it dictates in your present time
0: so just to sum up one, one last thing how would you how would you advise people to Just be in the flow, be, try and connect and be their higher self.
1: Let go. Let go of all those thoughts and feelings you've ever had of yourself or what you think you are. They are manifestations of your conscious mind. They are not necessarily the solidarity of your spirit. What you need to do is let go of your consciousness. So that you can once again gain control over it, not it gaining control over you. That is the secret to finding your spirit
0: within. Uh, so, so wonderful message there, Gregory. Um, I'd like to end it there now for this week.
1: Thank you so. Then, with with love and light, my dear friend. Blessings be upon your pathway.
0: Thank you very much for listening to the show. Again, if you've enjoyed this show and you want to listen to more podcasts on a similar subject or more on the um, Journeys into Consciousness, then please visit www.thespiritguides.co.uk forward slash radio. Also, if you'd like to find out more about the transmediumship work of Mick and Sylvie Avery, you can do so by visiting www.spirit. Hyphen teaching That's wwwspirit dot Thank you.